Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Texas Business Journals, brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this episode, Dallas Business Journal Managing Editor Rob Schneider features Terrence Maiden with the focus on commercial real estate development in Southern Dallas. Terrence Maiden is CEO and managing partner for Russell Glenn, a real estate development company based in Dallas. He has more than two decades of real estate experience and is widely recognized for his leadership and vision of commercial real estate. He has a community first based strategy and is currently at the forefront of a very high profile $200 million mall redevelopment in Dallas, Redbird, the former Southwest Center slash Redbird Mall. We're going to talk to Terrence today about Redbird and developments in Southern Dallas as well as his experience in Dallas as a black business leader. Welcome, Terrence. Thanks, Rob, for having me. So, Terrence, tell me about Russell Glenn. How did that all get started? Well, I've been in the commercial development industry for 20 years and saw an opportunity late 2019 to launch my own company. And so it's been really exciting. Uh, The name Russell Glenn is actually the street that I grew up on in Oak Cliff. And so I wanted to pay homage to the community that has poured so much into me And, you know, focusing on a lot of the things that the Oak Cliff community provided me, which is a good education, quality housing, grocery stores and retail shopping. So. So redeveloping mall sites is a pretty new trend, but it's not uh, wholly unique. Explain why the Redbird development is different based on where it's located. No, Redbird was originally constructed in 1975 by the, the Bartlow Group. The previous company I was with, Corinth Properties, where I served as EVP of development, we've been exploring this notion of repositioning malls across the country and have seen the impact that these redevelopments can have on the community. So we were really excited to get involved with Redbird. Redbird is strategically located right at two major interstates, I-20 and Highway 67, Also, it's at the southern tip of the city of Dallas, but it pulls from a much wider sort of community like DeSoto, Cedar Hill, Duncanville, Grand Prairie. And so a lot had to do with timing. And then also malls across the countries are kind of going through this metamorphosis, if you will, where they're trying to figure out what malls of tomorrow will look like. Sure. You grew up in southern Dallas, right? That's right. Yeah, I grew up in the Oak Cliff area of Dallas, not too far from Redbird. Why is the Redbird development so personally important to you? I grew up in the area and it was a mall that I went to as a, as a kid growing up and to um, see the decline over the years really opened my eyes up to some of the disparities in the community and how I could leverage my experience in real estate development to make a difference. And so it's been rewarding, actually, to come back home, if you will, to work on a project that's very meaningful for me and also for the community. Uh, Much earlier than this, uh, Dallas had an initiative called Grow South. Talk about the importance of that and what it led to. Yeah, Grow South was the brainchild of Mayor Mike Rollins. He's the one that launched this initiative with an emphasis on cultivating new development opportunities in the Southern half of the city, creating a new energy and a new mindset when it comes to economic uh, development opportunities in the Southern half of the city. We've been involved with the Grow South initiative 
for many years. Uh, one of the first projects that I took on in, in Oak Cliff was Glen Oaks Crossings, which was considered a grocery desert before we got involved and we were uh, successful at landing Walmart to do a regional grocery store and built about 45 to 50,000 square feet of retail around that and a number of different uh, restaurants. And so that was really pushed by this Grow South initiative. So it has been, in my opinion, a very impactful sort of strategy for the city. Now, before Redbird, what was the state of commercial real estate development in the southern half of Dallas? Basically, typically that's thought of as south of I-30, right? Yeah, there were a couple of different trade areas that were beginning to trend upwards, like the Bishop Arts District, uh, where people will come in and frequent a lot just with the quality restaurants that were there. And then also, if you look along the Jefferson Corridor, you were starting to feel like the momentum was starting to shift somewhat to the south. There's still a lot of work to be done and a lot of other trade areas and communities that are underserved. But I do see more developers taking a look at at the region and starting to explore different opportunities. Terrence, can you talk about how the Redbird Project all came together? Yeah, so Peter Brodsky, a Dallas investor, acquired the mall years ago, I think in 2015, and reached out to our company about getting involved as development partners. And that really sparked, you know, us really getting involved and getting going. We, of course, you know, when you acquire the mall, you just buy the inline retail. So there were a series of other acquisitions that needed to take place in order to really shape something that could be really massive and, and meaningful. So we had to acquire the the Penny site, the Dillard site, the Sears and the Macy's. Now we have about a hundred acres for this redevelopment and it's uh it's really going very well right now. Dallas has a well-documented North-South inequity. What do you see as commercial real estate's development's role in helping address that? Yeah, to your point, there is a major divide and has been for for years. I do see real estate as a vehicle to bridge that gap. When you start thinking about inequities, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like the quality of housing, you know, the ability to get education, also having a grocery store within your community, uh, having access to healthcare, all those different things begins to, to bridge that sort of social gap. You know, people want to live in communities with people that they look like too. So the one thing that we've been working to combat is gentrification with some of our projects and making sure that it's not a strategy that's driven around pushing people out, but how can we improve these community and make these community more livable and the quality of life more enjoyable for the people that are, are within the communities. So how many jobs have already been created by the office move-ins to this development? Yeah, with Redbird in particular, we have been focused on office. And one of our first major tenants to move in was Chime Solutions out of Atlanta, which is an African-American-owned company. They've opened 50,000 square feet of a customer service call center and have hired over 500 people making 
a livable wage. And so I think we're going to start seeing more of that within the southern half of the city. That is an emphasis for us with Reimagine Redbird is trying to bring in more office users to create jobs. So people are not having to travel, you know, 30 to 45 minutes daily to get to work and get back home. So I think that will drive a lot of change in the southern half of the city. Terrence Maiden joining Dallas Business Journal Managing Editor Rob Schneider. In our next segment, Maiden addresses the need to bring more healthcare providers to Southern Dallas when Texas Business Minds continues. I'm Rich Gregasco, President and CEO of Texas Mutual Insurance Company. To everyone who has been hard at work providing the things we need during this crisis, we say thank you. You truly are essential and we're proud to be on the job with you. More at TexasMutual.com slash on the job. Continuing our conversation on Texas Business Minds, as Dallas Business Journal Managing Editor Rob Schneider profiles Terrence Maiden, who's leading commercial real estate development in Southern Dallas. Terrence, you talked about lack of medical resources in the Southern half of Dallas, and there's a significant medical component to Redbird as well. Talk about how that shortage of quality healthcare in Southern Dallas affected that. Yeah, let me first acknowledge the fact that Methodist Health System has been in the Southern half of the city for years, and I'm sure the community is very grateful to have their presence there. With Redbird, we're actually focused on bringing in other different healthcare systems to provide people with options. So Parkland is going to open up a 40,000 square foot uh, medical center. Also, UT Southwestern is coming in with children to open up 150,000 square foot uh, medical center. So this provides options for healthcare and also more access. And so we're really uh, excited about seeing what sort of impact that will have with the uh, Reimagine Redbird project. There is also a multifamily housing component to this as well. Talk about the importance of a lot of that being affordable housing as part of that. One of the first things that we evaluated with the Redbird Mall redevelopment is how can we incorporate some level of housing uh, within the strategy, whether that be multifamily or townhomes. And so the first thing that we actually were able to get going is a 300 unit luxury apartments uh, project uh, with Palladium USA. Now, what's really unique about that is that it's going to be structured parking, more uptown style apartments, but a huge affordability component to it. So about 65% of the units will be affordable. Uh, and so we're, we're excited about that because it goes back to the notion of not gentrifying the area, but providing quality housing for the community uh, for, and also for people who wants to move back into the city. You say that financing is notoriously difficult to get for Southern Dallas. How was the money put together for this development? Well, the city of Dallas was instrumental in helping us get going. So uh, the city provided us an economic incentive grant of about $28 million to really get going with the underground infrastructure that included regrading the site to make it more walkable, uh, putting in street grids, the, the, the demolishing the third of the mall to create like a West Promenade, you know, site lighting, landscaping. So that investment went a very long way with really jumpstarting the project. We also were successful in layering in 
some uh, new market tax credit dollars. This project is a part of a barbell tip district with the city of Dallas. So there were a lot of different financial components that had to come together to make this investment viable. And so we're extremely excited about the direction that the project is going. And now that we've gained some momentum, the financial market is really starting to open up and see that. There's been a lot of talk about opportunity zones, but you just brought up Dallas's TIF districts. And in a lot of cases, and maybe most cases, TIF districts in Dallas are better than opportunity zones. Is that correct? Yeah, I think there's advantages for both. What we found with Redbird that the Barbell TIF district has made this investment a lot more attractive. We were very surprised to, to discover that it wasn't a part of the opportunity zone uh, because of the demographics of the area. And so with the TIF district, Redbird actually falls within a barbell. So we are able to participate in some of the incremental tax uh, revenue from Valley View Mall redevelopment. So kudos to the city of Dallas for putting that in place to make this investment a lot more attractive. That's great. A lot of development and construction has slowed down or been put on hold because of COVID-19. How has the pandemic affected this project? I would say with Redbird and a couple of other projects that we have going as a company, we have been able to forge ahead with several different projects just because construction is deemed essential work. So that has worked favorable for us because we've been able to get ahead of our construction schedule. The second thing is that because the economy has been suffering, we have had the opportunity to go back out and reprice some of our construction costs and discover some cost savings. Say with COVID, it has opened up my eyes personally uh, to some of the disparities in urban communities as it, as it relates to what we talked about earlier, like access to health care, the need for, you know, parks where people can get out and walk within the community. This has been a rough season for our country uh, with the coronavirus, but hopefully once we get back to some level of normalcy, you know, there will be an emphasis on how can we improve some of these areas that are underserved and provide them with the amenities that they need. So you have a twin brother, Tim, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm the better looking twin. <laughs> you were born and raised here. You played at Carter High School and you both played football at TCU. What did that football background bring to your business career? You know, I think football, first of all, has taught a lot uh, more foundational things about teamwork, communication, hard work perseverance, all those sort of uh, tangible things that you need to be successful in your careers. The second thing I would say is TCU uh, was a much different sort of experience from our high school at Carter. So it opened our eyes up to a totally different world and the importance of networking and the importance of uh, forging relationships very early on that could help carry your, your career. So. It's been great. Talk about your experiences as a black man in commercial real estate. You said you've experienced racism and the struggles in the past. What have you learned from those experiences? Has it gotten better in the last 20 years? Well, Rob, I think there has been some improvements, albeit very slow. My hope is that we continue to see growth and progress when it comes to race relationships. And then also uh, seeing more people of color within the commercial real estate industry. 
I would say uh, being an African-American in the industry, I had to learn how to have tough skin and have this can-do attitude. Terrence, you've talked about the need for the Dallas business community to be intentional about hiring Black people, especially in leadership roles. What does that look like in practice? And how can the North Texas business community improve? Yeah, there are a number of different talented people of color, African-Americans here in the city. And a lot of them don't have a seat at the table. In order for Dallas to take that next step as a city, I think we need to see more of that. And as I mentioned, there needs to be some level of intentionality to that and a commitment from some of these companies to be willing to place people of color in these roles. Very good. So finally, what future projects are you working on? Are they also in the southern sector of Dallas? As a company, we have been focused in the southern half uh, of the city and have been exploring a number of different projects. Uh, some are a little earlier in, in the process than others, but we're hopefully we'll be announcing a few of them uh, fairly soon. Globally, we're looking at uh, other markets outside of Dallas-Fort Worth as well. For an example, we're having conversations with the city of Tulsa about a potential development project in the Greenwood District is where the 1920s uh, Black Massacre happened uh, of the Black Wall Street. So opportunities like these are, are very exciting for us, and we look forward to seeing the sort of impact Boston Blend will have going forward. That's great. Well, Terrence, I really appreciate your time today. I thank you for talking to us and uh, want to uh, thank you for all your hard work and uh, looking forward to see Redbird come to fruition. Thanks again, Rob, for having me. Terrence Maiden, CEO and managing partner of Russell Glenn, joining us. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Texas Business Journals and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas.